everyone. This is Lynchy, Erica, and Isabel. And welcome to the Lazy Thoughts Podcast. <laughs> Zoom edition. <laughs> We're happy to be back for our second podcast episode. For our new listeners, we're originally a blog called Lazy Thoughts that focuses on guiding college students or young adults in navigating the day-to-day obstacles of adulthood. For this episode, we will be talking about our high school and college experiences, specifically the competitive nature. To give a little background, all three of us came from the same high school where we were, where we were enrolled in the International Baccalaureate program, or IB for short. Starting from there, we had a deep sense of the cutthroat competitive nature and had to learn how to fight our own academic success. Afterwards, Erica and Isabel went to community college and Lynchy went to UC Davis for undergrad, where we experienced our own college competitive environment. So for our first question, we will talk about what exactly is the IB program and what was our first impression of it. So first, we're going to start off how we were introduced. So like Erica mentioned, IB stands for International Baccalaureate, Baccalaureate, sorry, and it is an honors program. We'll go more in depth about it, Um, but first, I was introduced in elementary school. Uh, For me, for my elementary school, I was the only Asian American girl there. Um, Everyone else was either Mexican or white. (laughs) And that didn't really bother me that much, to be honest. If anything, I just thought that I wanted to go to the same middle school as my friends. And so I was set going with them. But very last minute, my dad received a letter um, saying that actually I was going to this different middle school from everyone else due to this program that I had no idea about. I've never heard of it before. And at first, like, I threw a tantrum because I was so upset. I couldn't be with my friends. But later on, once I stepped into my middle school, which is called Churchill, for the first time, um, I felt so amazed and also, like, so excited because I've never felt, like, I've never seen so much diversity. Like, it was the first time I wasn't the only Asian person in on a campus and I feel like everyone there um they were a lot more well-rounded like they all were really driven at school and so I think it was a very inspiring environment for me um it was a lot easier to like connect to people and during that time um like the academic portion of IB didn't really hit me yet um not until i continued with ib in high school but um for me like in middle school ib was just you know a space where a lot of hardworking students got together people i could connect to and i took you know interesting classes with them so um what about you all um for me i my mom first heard about ib through other Vietnamese moms and I think a lot of us can relate to that once one mom gets a good idea she spreads it to other moms and then now they're all stuck on this certain idea and once my mom heard about IB she was dead set on having me join that school that had it and in our area only one school had the IB program that was Mariloma and my mom was so dead set on me going that we actually moved closer to Mariloma so I could attend And the IB program, it's kind of hard to explain to those who aren't in it. And the easiest way to to explain it is just to say it's very similar to AP, but that's not the case. I think the similarities kind of end at them both being some type of honor class, and then you can get college credits from taking these exams. But there are so many other requirements within IB that that separates it from AP. So I heard about the IB program way back in elementary school too. And that was through my fifth grade teacher because at the time I was in um, 
so the name, I guess, varies across different elementary schools, but at the time in fifth grade, I was in the GATE program, and my fifth grade teacher highly recommended that we also go to the middle school that Lynchy and Erica were talking about. However, at the time, I was really dead set on going to a performing arts middle school, so I applied for the middle for the performing arts middle school, got in, didn't really think too much about um, the middle school that all of my friends were going to, which was where Lynchy went. But that opportunity came came across again after um, middle school, so I was stuck between picking two choices, and that was either staying at my middle school school because my middle school continued on into high school or I would either I would either pick that or I would pick Mira Loma and in the end I did apply to both got into both however now it was like the final decision like where do I go so for me in the end I picked Mira Loma and (laughs) (laughs) the rest is history the rest is history (laughs) Yeah, so adding on to what Erica said about comparing IB and AP, um, I definitely agree that those two programs are very different. Um, Just because, again, of the requirements uh, and also of kind of like what you can get out of each program. I think for AP, um, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, because I, um, other than AP Calc, I haven't really taken AP classes, but I know it can be a lot more flexible in picking the classes that you want to take um, and also picking the tests that you want to take, which you don't even need the class for. Um, And so once you take the test, as long as you pass a certain threshold, you are given units um, or sorry, yeah, given credits for college. As for IB, um, it's more than just the tests or the classes. It's a set number of classes you have to take, even the classes that don't give you credits, you have to do a certain number of writing examinations. And then these tests, there are sometimes multiple tests for one class. And then in the end, if you don't even like get the total amount of score, then you don't even get the full IB diploma. And this could be a little bit hard because um, it doesn't give a lot of leeway for people to mess up like once you are unable to achieve one requirement it's kind of game over and that's why I know students who worked hard all their lives ever since middle school to achieve the full IB diploma and just because they missed out on one thing they weren't able to get um, the actual diploma or the units. Mm -hmm. I think it's like not even just the class or like the exams there's even more to it like there's more preliminary like deadlines and assignments Mm -hmm. that we also had to do on top of studying for the exams so like some of the things that I put down were like we had a certain number of volunteering hours I forgot if that was like part of the IB oh yeah it was it was yeah there was extended essay there was um IOCs and so many other like things that we had to do throughout like the two years in the IB program on top of the other things that we were doing. So mm-hmm. a lot and, more commitment. And the role of, or the purpose of IB is just to create a more well-rounded student. So we had some weird requirements that we had to fulfill. Like we had to like fulfill like certain creative hours, like yeah. active hours. So you could either join a sport to fulfill that on top of our community service hours. Yeah. And one drawback I think of IB compared to AP is that in order to get college credits, you would have had to take that class for two years and then pass the exam for that class. But um, correct me if I'm wrong, but for AP, you don't have to take a certain class to take a certain test. Right. Okay, so we're going to move on to the next question. And what are some misconceptions of the IB program? Um, So I can start with this. Um, So the one thing that IB really tries to put into our head ever since we walked through the door is that this 
is the thing that will prepare you for college. You are going to go into college and you'll be so much smarter than everyone else, so much more prepared, and you're just gonna like excel in life because of this one program. And I think that's the main drive also that uh, makes parents push their kids to take the IB program as well. And um, I'm not saying that's like completely false because we'll definitely go into the pros and cons of IB later on. But um, for me personally, I think regardless of whether you take the IB program or not, college is just, is just a whole different experience on by itself. So um, there are a lot of parts in college that high school is just not going to prepare you for. And that just speaks for how college is structured versus how high school is structured. Um, but in terms of, you know, you have to take this program in order to succeed in college, I think that's definitely a misconception because um, you really don't need the IB program. You could be the smartest person ever. You can work really hard in what you do and be really good at it. And you can do just as fine not having the IB program. Um, I think if anything, there are students who do take the IB program and unfortunately like they come out of it like really not prepared academically, um, not really setting their self up for success. And I think that's the unfortunate part because IB does take a lot out of you. And so I think it's just a little disappointing when you go through that whole process and at the end like you don't really get that satisfaction that like all these teachers are telling you in the beginning. Um, but yeah, um, you guys can add on to that. Mm, I definitely agree that like, it's, there's a lot more to it than just saying like, oh, it's going to prepare you for college. Um, if anything, I feel like I would like to compare the IB program to exposure therapy. Because, <laughs> like, for sure, like, college is so much different. Like, the, I would say, like, the environment is different overall. But, like, yeah, we did learn some things. Like, oh, some of the things that we did in high school, like, yes, I do recognize it in college. However, I think that there's so much more that you have to do and you have to work for in order to actually, quote, succeed in the IB program. And that's also one of the misconceptions that I put down in my list is that you'll get into any college that you want. Like, that was the thing that I was kind of not necessarily robbed of, but like, I just had this whole expectation that like, if I work through this and like, even if I finish the IB program, like I'm gonna get into like the best schools in the country, yada, yada, yada. But that's not necessarily the case because I feel like you kind of have to know how to play the game, the game in order to kind of like take advantage of the IB program and what it does offer. And at the time when I was taking, or when we were taking the IB program in high school, like I didn't know how to navigate my way through IB program and I just took I just followed whatever they told me to do. Mm -hmm. So I would say that just because you took IB doesn't necessarily mean that it'll make your resume shine or anything. Mm -hmm. I think more so you have to know how to like play the game, you know? Mm -hmm. I totally agree with that. While I was in high school, I'm sure others can relate too. I thought that I had to take as many IB classes as possible because if not, people would think I'm dumb or not good enough. And I thought that if I took all of these IB classes that I would get into a good college. And at the end of high school, I didn't really get accepted to the colleges that I wanted to. So that's why I eventually decided to go to community college. But yeah, like I know a lot of smart people who didn't take IB or didn't take that many IB classes and got to where they wanted to go. Um, adding on to that real quick, I think like this kind of sums up what Isabel and Erica are already saying, but um, I think our school also tries to justify our like struggles by saying that like, oh, as long as you have IB there in your college apps, like you kind of get a free pass. And that's not true at all. Like colleges, yeah. at the end of the day, 
if you don't meet that GPA, like <laughs> that GPA mm -hmm. requirement, like it doesn't matter that you have IB there in the application. And so if you're truly not succeeding, then the only thing that's reflecting are your, you know, your actual raw scores rather than um, like what program mm -hmm. that you're being a part of. I, I definitely agree. Like GPA rules above all. And even so, like, even if you are going to the best high school, if you're not, like, meeting, I don't know what top percentage there is, like, mm -hmm. you could be going to a very competitive school, but if you're not within the top 10 of that school, then it's, like, very difficult to get into, like, mm -hmm. very competitive colleges, mm -hmm. whereas if you were going to a high school that wasn't, like, extremely competitive, then you can still at least get to the top you know, the top of your yeah. class, and that would make you stand out. Yeah. So, I, yeah, you're right. At the end of the day, it's just numbers. Yeah. I think um, going to any rigorous school, you're not going to feel the benefit of it until after college. Or, I mean, not after college, but after you yeah. get into college. And so, like, maybe mm -hmm. then you'll feel like uh, you start borrowing stuff that you've learned or, like, what you prepared for. But definitely, like, it's not – a bridge to get you into the top colleges <laughs> yeah for sure so for our next question um it is how did you feel about the competitive nature in high school um and then we can talk a little bit more about like how we survived that environment and what were our specific insecurities and so um this time i'll let erica start so i don't like throwing around this word so casually but I think I was depressed in high school because of the competitive nature but every time because I had a lot of breakdowns in high school but I knew that I just had to get back up because if I just let myself stay down I would not be able to catch up with those that were ahead of me and I was already at a disadvantage so I felt like I just had to move on and I got good grades, but I feel like I didn't really learn anything or retain anything. And I just felt like I wasn't good enough constantly. There was just so much pressure to do well from my peers, from my parents, from my teachers. And it made me insecure and it made me feel dumb. And um, I don't think I handled it very well in high school. So I'm not sure what tips I would say, but I did have a great support system and I made very good friends that were as driven as me and just as smart or even smarter than me. And ultimately they're the people who helped me pull through in the end. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree. Like having a good support system in such a like rigorous and competitive program is good to have because I definitely felt that pressure to like, take certain classes, get a certain grade on an exam, or do a certain thing. Because I feel like for a majority, or not a majority, but like in the beginning, it was definitely really rough for me transitioning into Miraloma because like I've never been into such a program like it. And like, especially for me, because like I was in a middle school that was mainly focused on art. I forgot to mention this before, but like because I was like, in a middle school that wasn't really focused on STEM, a lot of my experiences in these STEM courses, like, I was not prepared for because I remember going into, like, orientation for Mira Loma, and they're like, okay, you're going to start off with honors chemistry, all right? So I'm like, cool. Taking honors chemistry was one of the most stressful courses and I know people are going to be like bruh you're only in like freshman year of high school like it shouldn't be that stressful no like the having the particular teacher that we have and like with somebody in my background who wasn't like at um Churchill I definitely felt behind he had high that. expectations for sure yeah and like having high expectations for myself because in middle school I was getting really good grades and so going into high school, I had that same expectation that like, oh, it's going to be the same or I'm going to make about the same grades that I made in middle school. And that wasn't the case. So obviously, like I was disappointed in myself and just like going through all of that really puts myself like into perspective, 
I think going through this in general is like a humbling experience because I feel like everybody's coming from a different background and they all think they're at the top of the game when in reality like that's not the case. There are going to be so many other individuals who can do the same, if not probably even more than you. And going through that in high school was something that like it had to really bring me bring my ego down. I don't know if it's like necessarily like narcissism or just having an ego, but just like bringing yourself down there and realizing like, yo, there's a lot of people out there. It's not just you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can relate to that. Like I came in thinking well, at my middle school, I was one of, I felt like I was one of the smartest people there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I'm yeah, yeah. not sure if that was true or not, but that's how I felt. And then once I came to Mira Loma with a bunch of smart kids, mm-hmm. I was, I felt like below average compared to them. Mm-hmm. There were kids like coming in a freshman year taking calculus. And yeah. I know there are kids in college, like fresh as a freshman that take calculus probably so even like that, lower yeah. yeah and lower as well mm-hmm. so just seeing that I felt like I'm unprepared for this I'm not as smart as I thought I was like how am I gonna catch up like mm-hmm. how am I gonna get there what do they think of me what should I do like I was just so confused and out of place and I wasn't it wasn't something I was used to mm-hmm. right yeah like I feel like for us, we definitely had this experience way earlier on just because of the IB program. While, like, I know some people, they have a rude awakening in college instead. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so when they come up to me and they're like, mm-hmm. wow, I didn't know people could be this smart. This smart. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know, trust me. <laughs> I know, I'm like, this is just the beginning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um. Yeah, so just to talk a bit about my own experience. Um, so to give you an example of just how cutthroat this environment was, um, I'll tell you a little story. And it was like my freshman year. <laughs> and um, I think this was just the first week of school. I was in PE and this guy came up to me and his first words ever to me was, hi, my name is blank. What is your IQ score? And I was like, okay so already (laughs) excuse me yeah (laughs) you're trying to like base off of base our interaction off of like our intelligence and so and Mm -hmm. not a lot of people are blunt about that but there are definitely a good number of people who do judge others based on their academics um and they might not tell you to your face but that's that might be what's going on and I feel like once you are aware of that, like constantly every day, I feel like I go to class and all I could think about is like, do this, per- like, does this person truly like want to be my friend or they just want to beat me in school? Or like, does mm-hmm. this person care about like helping me out or do they just want to take advantage of me so they could be higher? You know what I mean? And so and it was want, just like an ego boost. Yeah, yeah. ego boost. Like, that was, oh my gosh, yeah. Like, I don't know we talked much about this, but it, it was increasingly evident once college acceptances came around because people mm-hmm. either use their colleges as a way to, like, define themselves and to prove that, yes, they are at the top, or other people would use, like, other people's paths to drive them down or try to, like, manipulate manipulate each other's um like goals and try to like um I guess um take people down by exposing their real scores or by like telling their counselors about like what the other person did so you know like it was just um it was just like a very toxic environment to be in Mm -hmm. Um, and for me how I survived was um like it was definitely hard the first two years I think because I wasn't able to talk a lot about my struggles or if I had any insecurities about school like I didn't feel the need to um really I guess confess about these things to other people um like my parents would understand my teachers I didn't really feel fully comfortable in talking about stuff like that to them but once I got really comfortable with 
my friends to the point where like um I felt that I could tell them everything and they wouldn't judge me for um for my grades then I feel mm-hmm. like that was kind of like that gave me a uh, a really good um uh security zone I think for me to rely on whenever I am struggling in school and I think that would be like one of my tips is just like like Erica said just finding people you could really trust and people who can look out for you um and I think that's like a lot harder to do than to say but Mm -hmm. I think once you find those solid group of friends it does go a long way um throughout your college I mean sorry your high school experience Mm-hmm. just to like kind of add on I kind of thought about this I'm like this was like a really tough time for like just regular schmegular teenagers don't you <laughs> yeah. think yeah like, was. we're going we're already going through so much like whether if it's internally or like at home much less like at school there's so much like stress going on that it's mm-hmm. like yo, I'm still trying to figure out, like, me, man. Yeah, who am I? (laughs) Yeah, and, like, you're trying to figure out how to do good in this class or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. it was a lot. Yeah, I feel like sometimes it robbed us of our opportunity to just be kids. Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, even now, I'm still dealing with the insecurities that I've gotten (laughs) through high school. Like, now, as an, yeah, PTSD. (laughs) Yeah, but like as an adult, like I can now acknowledge what my insecurities are and how to fix it, but they still affect me. Mm-hmm. Like in high school or going into high school, I would like to say that I was pretty outgoing. Mm-hmm. But like yeah. as the years progressed, I became more like introverted mm-hmm. and like shy. it started to affect yeah, I became so shy and it affected how I talked to others because I was just so worried that they were going to judge me on every little thing that I said Mm -hmm. and it started even to affect like my presentation skills like I would like be I would be so scared during presentations that I would shake and like that still affects me today and then doing this podcast I'm not even looking at anybody it's just me (laughs) and my two friends but I'm still struggling to like come up with yeah the correct words like like my voice is shaking Mm -hmm. it's just it still affects me today it's hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, uh, I wanted to bring that up because, like, I went through the same thing where in middle school, I was so outgoing. Like, in middle school, literally, I could high-five anybody in the hallway. Like, that's how, <laughs> that's how confident I was. And then mm-hmm. in high school, I feel like because of this competitive environment, I kind of reverted back into, like, a shell I of myself almost. Yeah, <laughs> because I was so freaking shy to, like, say, like, yo, I don't understand this, or Mm -hmm. I'm struggling right now, and that took some time to kind of fix, like, in college, like, I was trying to, like, tell myself, like, it's okay if you're struggling, Mm -hmm. and that's, like, character development that I had to face with myself after high school, so, like, going through that, yes, it was beneficial, because I had to learn a lot about myself, but there's a lot of, like, work that had to be done after yeah for sure yeah yeah like like even now I still struggle admitting that I don't understand something Mm -hmm. like I remember when somebody would try to help me in high school like tutor me or something and then we would finish a concept or finish a problem and they would ask me if I understood it even if I didn't understand I was like yeah Yeah. I got it and then we would move on to the next problem and they're like wait this is the same concept and I'm just like yeah, I don't understand. And like, <laughs> I was just so scared of admitting that I didn't understand it. But yeah. not understanding is okay. Everybody learns differently. So maybe the way that our teachers were teaching, their teaching style just doesn't suit your learning style. Yeah. And you just have to go to like other resources and find yeah. what works for you. And that's yeah. what I did in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think um yeah when I when in college I meet people with a gunner mentality and (laughs) and you know like all they think about is like 
being the best and like taking all these extra opportunities. Like for me, I instantly get PTSD from high school and I try yeah, to like same. stay away from them. So for sure, like the effects do last. Okay, so I think I'm finally getting that residual anger out. <laughs> yes, let it out, girl. <laughs> okay, so do you think IB prepared you for college? So, okay, so this is interesting because we, each of us have very different college experiences. And even though Isabel and Erica went to the same school, like, right now, and then although Isabel and I are currently going to the same school, um, <laughs> we're all going through very different things. So we can definitely touch up on this. Um, for me, um, like we mentioned before, I w went straight into UC Davis undergrad after high school. And I would say two things. One, um, regardless of what high school you came from, what program you took, um, college is going to be a whole different experience regardless. The structure itself, it's, it's not something that high school could really prepare you for. Um, in terms of specific uh, subjects, um, or like just specific, um, I guess, like habits, I would say IB did put me in the habit of always constantly like um, studying every day and trying to get ahead of my material, like never putting my guard down, I think. And um, for me, I think that is what keeps me going when um, under the quarter system, when I have workload piled on top of me and time is moving really fast. Like I do uh, somehow find my way uh, back. I always somehow find a way to pick myself back up. Um, and I think I could, you know, thank IB partly for already like setting up that environment where um, I did have to like constantly be on my toes and work on different assignments at the same time. And and also learn how to study. I know in college, like, I talk to multiple people, and they're always like, yeah, high school never taught me how to study, and I don't know what I'm doing, like, for my first classes in college, like, I completely failed, and, you know, that's totally the norm sometimes, which is totally okay. It does take some transition, but for me, I didn't have the same experience just because, like, going into college, I feel like um, it was, if anything, like, there was more time a little bit because like you're not taking that many classes. And um, even though it's the quarter system and the pace is quicker, I feel like um, uh, the at least the difficulty level, like the professors didn't really um, expect you to uh, be higher than what you came in for, if that makes sense. And so, I, I feel like I was able to like catch up on the material and was able to prepare myself much easier than uh, I experienced in my high school classes. Um, and yeah, I can speak on other things, but for now I'll let um, the other girls here. So to answer the question, do I think I'd be prepared me for college? I want to say yes and no. I want to say no because um, I definitely acquired some bad habits g by going through IB. There were just so many assignments and so many requirements and expectations for us that I just learned how to BS an assignment really quick and turn it in and just, you know, do the bare minimum. And I feel like because of that, I kind of just went through high school with this mentality that I just... I just have to achieve the bare minimum. I don't have to be my best. I just have to get this done. But because the program was so rigorous and the classes were so hard, that prepared me for college because now the classes that I'm taking in college, I kind of breeze through them because I don't think they're as difficult as my classes in high school. And a lot of what I learned in high school, I was taught again in college. So especially... Um, my courses with biology, I'm pretty sure I've learned everything in high school already at this point. And we actually use the same textbook. And in high school, I went through most of that textbook. And so that's why I think I'm having an easier time in college because it's the second time that I'm hearing everything. 
even if I didn't necessarily understand it in high school, I'm, I had more exposure to the information and that's why I'm doing a lot of it. And yeah, like with, because we had to do so much in IB, I feel like I'm prepared to do anything in college at this point. Um, yeah, I completely agree too. Like, uh, I think for me in particular, I wrote mostly yes. Like, I, I felt like I learned a lot and it prepared me for college. So for example, I felt like my writing really improved in high school because we were like, because most of the classes that we were ta taking required a lot of writing assignments. I feel like that kind of forced me to practice all my writing skills. Therefore, like you get better and you improve after a lot of writing assignments. Um, hashtag HOA. <laughs> They're back to HOA and global studies. Um, time management. I feel like a lot of people go into college like not prepared to take on so many different things all at one time. And while, yes, I do feel like I'm experiencing like a lot of things and it's kind of overwhelming, it's like it's comforting to know that like, oh, I've been in that situation before, like I can get through it again. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. I guess in terms of like things that Ivy didn't really prepare me for, I don't know. There was just like a bunch of unnecessary things that we didn't really need to know <laughs> yeah. that I don't really carry on with me right now. Yeah, a yeah. lot of, yeah, I think um, there are some things in IB that they're like, oh, we're going to make you do this now because in college you're going to, you know, experience it and you'll be more familiar. And so, for example, I'm going to use the extended essay. Um, so for extended essay, it's, they try to model it like a thesis or research paper because they want you to prepare to make one yourself in college. However, it is nearly impossible to do a college equivalent of a research paper in high school. And so even if you're doing it in high school, like you're still not going to be prepared to do one in college because I think in college, mm -hmm. there's a lot more resources that you now have the opportunity to take advantage for. Um, you now have like professors, you now have like archives, and there's just a whole different um, mm -hmm. set of expectations too for you to meet. And yeah, stuff like in mm -hmm. high school, it, that won't prepare you mm -hmm. for those kind of things. And um, sorry, Erica, were you gonna say something? Oh yeah, I was just gonna add that we did EE over the course of our senior year. Mm -hmm. And I, as a senior, you're already dealing with senioritis <laughs> on top of like all of these college applications. There's just so much to do. So like EE and was IB just exams. always on, yeah, IB exams. And EE was just always on the back burner. And it was just <laughs> always looming over me like, oh, I need to complete this, but like <laughs> I don't have time yeah. so much. And yeah. like they had crazy expectations for us as high school students mm -hmm. to do this research paper. Yeah, it was super unnecessary. So <laughs> yeah. definitely do not recommend. Um, okay, one thing I'd like to add is for writing. I think, okay, so in IB, I don't know if this is similar to other high school, maybe it is, but you do have a lot of writing assignments to do. And I think... In a way, I think my writing, like I learn in terms of how to format an essay, right? And how to, um, I guess, like make an argument, how to write a thesis. But um, so yes, it prepared me for that. But I think because I am an English major um, and a political science major in college, um, my essays require a little bit higher of a caliber and I think a lot of my writing development um, took place mostly in college. I think in between freshman year and sophomore year like my writing dramatically changed and so definitely in IB like don't expect your writing to be the best. If anything I think uh, the teachers don't stress that much in how to improve your writing. It's more so 
giving you the assignments and then like you're hoping that like you do well consistently but um I think college no offense did a better job at preparing me how to fix my writing skills Our next question, um, how does your college experience compare? And so for this question, we will dive deeper into our own college competitive environment. So Isabel, you can start first for this one. Ooh, okay. <laughs> um, okay, so I said that my high school and my college experiences are way different. I think that they each have their own like pros and cons. Um, so just to start off, I think that for me, because I started off with community college, it gave me a little bit more time to breathe and kind of think about myself. Um, a lot of self-development happened in college compared to high school. Because in high school, I felt like, you know, I'm just grinding all the time to just get these classes over with and like to try my best. Um, on getting like the IB diploma and things but like college actually gave me the time to like reconnect with myself and kind of think like what do I want and what do I want to get out of like relationships with other people so I think that like how do I say this because I'm not in such a like competitive environment anymore I don't have to worry about like just my grades I can worry about other things I can worry about like developing things that might actually benefit me in the future compared to just like focusing on classes and like clubs all the time Mm -hmm. so yeah a lot of character development in college Mm -hmm. so um for me um I think okay yeah so for me I had a little different um environment that I stepped into because I did go straight into undergrad and so both the campus and the class sizes were much bigger however um I kind of used that to my advantage because when there's so many people I think the competitiveness kind of dwindled out and then it's easier to block that out in my head um and so I didn't find myself comparing um myself like my own success with other people that much just because like there were too many people to compare myself with so it didn't matter and once I started focusing more on me I feel like I found much better results in general like um, my grades are a lot better now in college than they were in high school and yeah I think a lot that has to do with that is just my ability to focus on myself and surround myself with um, a narrow group of friends or with people that are able to push me, but that I'm also able to trust as well. Um, When I do find competitive people, because the campus is so large, I know that I can always just avoid them. Like I don't have to be around them. in college like people have busy lives so you know you don't have time to like stick around to this one person it's not like you're going to um have the exact same classes with them from freshman year to senior year and it's a much bigger environment so I think because I'm not seeing like them face to face all the time like I'm not constantly filled with bad vibes and it's just I think easier to handle in my opinion and I think in college, there's a lot more resources. And I know this depends on what college you go to, but for UC Davis, I'm very grateful that there are professors and there are facilities that are very generous to students and that are willing to help students like go from the very bottom and, you know, to the top and like excel in their school. Because I think in high school, you can't really find much of that. Like in high school, walking in, um, teachers already expect you to be at a certain high level and they don't accommodate for those who are, you know, still trying to transition or who's still trying to like learn the material. While for me, like I know that if I generally don't understand something, I can talk to my professor and they can like break it down for me. And it's, 
it makes things so much easier and it makes the whole learning experience a lot more approachable, I think. Um, yeah, so Erica, you mm -hmm. can go. <laughs> so I, f I also feel that my high school experience is completely different from my college experience. Um, I went to community college straight out of high school and um, it's kind of hard to make a lot of lifelong friends through community college because community college is just a stepping stone for people to go elsewhere. And fortunately, I've actually met a few people that have been a great support system for me. And because the environment's less competitive, I'm able to let these people in because in high school, I was just so scared of, you know, like revealing all of my insecurities and all of my um, just concerns. Like I wasn't comfortable with telling people my GPA, all my classes, because to me, my grades really did define me. And while I tell other people that, like, yeah, your grades don't define you, you're like more than that. It was hard to apply it to myself and for me to take my own advice. And I really started to truly understand that once I got to community college. Yeah. And once I got to community college, I started to open up, made new friends. And yeah, I just, I don't know. It's just, I felt yeah. relieved <laughs> when I came to community college. I just felt like not everybody was there to put me down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The pressure is kind of off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I felt yeah. like I could be my like true self again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh. I like that. <laughs> I I felt that too, because like I feel like people in college were so much more helpful and like mm -hmm. kind and they really like they did want you to succeed. Mm -hmm. Like the people that I surrounded myself with in community college and even at Davis, like so many students at UC Davis are so nice like mm -hmm. they're, they're willing to like share their resources with you and they're like if you ever need help you can like text or call me mm -hmm. and I'm like oh my god that's so sweet because like I don't want to burden them if they already mm -hmm. have like a lot of other things on their plate but just knowing that like you know if you need any help and that I have somebody to like talk to about it's like genuinely there for you yeah they're genuine yeah. they genuinely care about you succeeding in a certain class or not and I'm mm -hmm. it, like it it makes my heart yeah. feel warm <laughs> yeah uh, a community a community college um if you're a STEM major you're most likely going to see the same people in all of your classes mm -hmm. so once you're in your like second or like third semester there you kind of create a close bond with everybody you might not talk to everybody on a day-to-day, -day, like daily basis, but everybody knows everybody and they want the class to do well as a whole, not just them individually. And I think that's really nice because that's not something I got to experience in high school. Mm -hmm. It was just like, I have to be better than somebody else. Yeah. It was but here it's like, let's all be good. Let's all be doctors. Let's all be engineers. Let's yeah. all do this and that. Let's all yeah. achieve our goals because we're capable of doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so nice. It's like, wow, I didn't know, like, school could feel this nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But wait, we don't have to be better than somebody else. Yeah. Have, like, be good. Yeah, it's I don't possible. have to. Right. You're not judging yeah. me based on my grades? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, I got a B, and that's okay? Wait. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Like, you don't hate me? You don't think mm -hmm. I'm dumb? Yeah, you like, still want to yeah. hang out with me? Like, be my friend? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're still asking me for help for homework? Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, like, I received so much confidence, like, after high school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I just, it gave us, or it gave me a lot of time to think about myself and where mm -hmm. I want to go, who I want to be. Mm -hmm. And I... That I feel like that time to just think made me mature a lot, and because I had so much time, I got to like engage in other activities. I got a job for the first time. Um, I became more, even though I was still living at home, I became more independent, or at least I felt like I did because I was paying for my own classes, for my own just like fees, everything on my own. Mm -hmm. I don't know, it just felt nice to not depend on my parents as much. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's another thing I feel like for me because 
I decided to live in the dorms and like not commute from home. I feel like like it was my first time having like that in the like that small little independence from my family and there um we can you know talk more about this later but um I think I really needed that because um I think there was like a lot more that I could do on my own and foster my own growth like without my parents kind of um like looking over my shoulders no offense to them like I love them but I think Mm -hmm. Um, everyone during this time needs like a little bit of that independence to grow. Mm-hmm. And I feel like because our parents grew up so differently, they don't really understand what we're going through and they don't yeah. necessarily know what's good for us. So that yeah. time away from them yeah. is kind of good and it helps us grow. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Because like we mentioned before, like a lot of our decisions revolved revolving around IB did come from our parents and so the -hmm. fact that we have way more flexibility and control over our academics now it's I think is really helping us a lot more Mm -hmm. totally agree yeah they're not making the decision for you yeah okay so we are almost at the end but Um, Just a few more things. We also want to share some tips that we would like to give you all about, you know, just surviving the competitive culture. And so uh, for me, I'll start, I think, um, you know, some of the basics is always going out of your way, taking the initiative of seeking help. There are people out there, believe it or not, who really do want to see you succeed. For me, like, it's office hours and professors like I know I can always trust them um another thing is to be nice to people around you because I think on one hand it's good to like try to like only care about your own path and your success and doing things only for you rather than looking out for other people but you should realize that at the end of the day like once grades are over and once like school is done, um, you're gonna need people by your side and people to support you. And for example, like after high school, um, there were definitely people I know who I didn't want to talk to or like who I didn't want to be friends after high school just because like they weren't necessarily the nicest. Um, and I think that just speaks volumes, if anything. Like, it just shows you that your, you, your grades don't define you. It's your personality and, like, your passions and, like, everything that's so much more. And that's what is going to, I think, pull you farther into life. It's how you can also connect with other people um, rather than just, I guess, like, how well you did in school. But that's my tip. Um, and lastly... Uh, don't take too many extracurriculars. I think there's mm-hmm. a misconception that, you know, if you take the most number of clubs or the most number of internships or jobs, like, you will stand out. And that may be true, but that could also hinder your success if you're not able to balance everything. And so for me, um, I would say only take those that you're passionate about because without passion, there's no drive. And so, like, I definitely regret taking, oh, like, so many clubs in high school because half of those I can even care less about. And it was reflected through my lack of success or my lack of progress in those clubs. And right now in college, I definitely applied those lessons and I'm only in um, one or two clubs. So far, I only have one job. And yeah, I'm just taking things very nice and slow. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I don't think you should spread yourself too thin and that you should pick activities that are meaningful to you. Because the people that are looking at your resume, they're not looking at how many things you've done. They've look, they're looking at what you're doing and how long you've been doing it. And that's something that I didn't understand in high school. I try to like pack up my resume. I, I thought maybe because my GPA wasn't that high, in my opinion, I should just take on all of these extracurricular activities. And then that would explain to them why 
like maybe my GPA, why my GPA wasn't up to par or why my SAT score wasn't good enough, but that's not the case. They're not looking at, at how many things you've done, but how long you've been doing it and how much it means to you. Mm -hmm. um, I also agree with the extracurricular decisions. Um, I also feel like creating bonds and like connections to like professors, TAs, and also your classmates are also very important in any kind of setting, high school or university, because at the end of the day, those are like the people that you can refer back to later on in the future. For example, if you need a reference for something, you can always like turn back to them because you've already formed like a connection with them then they're able to put in a good word for you. And in my case, I haven't like made a lot of connections at Davis, but I know that I do have connections back at community college where like, if I need like a reference letter or something, I know that I can refer back to them and they can put in a good word for me if like I wanted to get into some sort of internship or research opportunity. So for sure, like, Getting involved, I think, putting yourself out there and just being your honest self and putting out your curiosity is mm -hmm. something that, like, I think professors really do um, look for in a student. It's just honest, like, an honest motivation or, like, mm -hmm. want to do something. Mm -hmm. I don't know how else to put it, but you guys, I think you guys get the gist. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. It definitely stands out, I think, when you see someone who is very motivated and is really willing to, like, go put themselves out there and do the extra work. Um, um, yeah, and so to conclude it off, um, overall, out of all of these experiences, what are some things that you took away? Um, so... To start off, I just say, I'll just say one thing. And I think it's, you know, everyone touched on this already, but don't take something that makes you think you will stand out more than others or will make you look smarter than other people. I think um, the key goal is to be involved in things that you're passionate about and that you want, genuinely want to be a part of. And for me, like, I definitely held on to this philosophy going into college um, when, you know, when I pick my classes and when I pick my own, like, uh, academic path, um, I intentionally choose not to put myself in honors programs or, like, honors classes just because for me, like, I have different passions that I want to focus on first. Like, I have other priorities. and. I know that I don't necessarily have to be involved in all those like honors projects, right? And yeah, for me, like prestige doesn't worry, I mean, doesn't concern me as much anymore. And so I'm able to focus on bigger and better things. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to piggyback off of that. I think passion is extremely important. Mm -hmm. Do things because you want to do it and not because you feel pressured to. Like, in high school, I just felt so pressured to fit this specific mold. But by doing that, I didn't really set myself apart from anybody. I'm also going to piggyback on that a little bit. <laughs> I feel like, because I feel like if you're focusing on things that you genuinely enjoy, then so many good things come out of that. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, you could form like a relationship with somebody who's in charge of whatever you're doing. You can figure out more things about like what you like about that certain subject or goal that you aspire to like reach, you know? And okay, that kind of leads on to what I kind of took away from these experiences from high school up until college. I realized that like everything is temporary. Nothing is set in stone or permanent. So many things can happen within such a short amount of time. And thinking that you're just stuck in one place is like not a healthy mentality to be in. Mm -hmm. So because because I was like in a certain part of my life where I was like, 
you know, I don't know how I'm able to fix where I'm at right now, Mm -hmm. but just like knowing that don't put your, like what I'm trying to say is like, don't put too much pressure on yourself to think like, I cannot change this. Like Mm -hmm. there is so much like out there for you, you know? So life moves on. Life moves on. Yeah. You just got to keep going. Mm -hmm. So I think like picking up that mentality that like you can easily change like your present is something that I think everybody should take a little bit of perspective, you know? So I, yeah, I think that's an experience that really like sticks with me today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think in college I figured out that I shouldn't be so hung up on appearances and what my peers think of me what my teachers think of me I just have to be the best that I can be because in four years in five years in however many years I may not even see those people again so why should I care about what they think Mm -hmm. I should just try to be the best that I can be Mm -hmm. yeah and like you'll regret it too if like Mm -hmm. you just like if you um obsess over comparing yourself so much and if your end goal isn't like what you yourself wanted, then who cares if you're better than the other person? Like, yeah, yeah, you're now. Don't let. Mm-hmm. Oh no! I just dead. don't let all these insecurities like prevent you from reaching moving out for forward. These, yeah, from moving forward and like mm-hmm. getting these like opportunities. There, I've experienced so many missed opportunities because I thought like, oh, I'm not good enough to do that yet. Like, maybe I'll get there eventually. But then mm-hmm. I just keep thinking that and I keep missing opportunities. Mm-hmm. You just have to go forward and try your best because everybody when experiencing a new thing, they're not going to be good at it. You just have to keep doing it. Yeah. And showing that is important. Mm-hmm. They will see how much work and effort you've put into something to reach mm-hmm. where you are. And that's what's important. Yeah. To kind of branch off on that, everybody has to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. So even if you don't think that you're qualified for something, certain position, a certain class or whatever level that you're trying to achieve, like everybody started at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You, you have started now, but other people have started like years, maybe like a couple months ahead of you. So mm-hmm. obviously it seems like, oh my God, I'm so far away from reaching this, mm-hmm. you know, certain like level, but mm-hmm. it's okay. Like you got to start off from somewhere. And I think like, why mm-hmm. not now? Yeah. The best yeah. Time. yeah. 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 And it's, it's like never a race too track. late to change your mind. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. You don't have to you don't have to graduate undergrad at twenty-two. Who says that you do? Yeah. You don't have to graduate at twenty-three. What if you go back to college at thirty? There's no timeline that fits everybody. You just yeah. gotta do what's everybody best for you. Everybody is on their own path. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And you'll get there eventually if you keep putting in the hard work. So it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think, like, that's the scariest part, like, knowing that everyone has their own path that they go to. And so, for example, for me, like, when I look around and I see people, like, are so involved into clubs, right, or taking, like, different opportunities, um, like, you know, you don't know what they want out of their lives or where they'll end up. So, yeah, I think you guys, like, mm-hmm. really nailed it about focusing on yourself and really just um starting somewhere and like just doing what fits you Mm -hmm. okay just one last thing um one thing that like really stuck with me especially when I was going through community college at the time it was like a really mentally stressful time just because everybody was going to really prestigious colleges and I remember talking with one of our friends and kind of expressing how I was kind of like sad that I wasn't where I wanted to be right but what was really encouraging to me was that she said that if you're confused, then there are probably so many other people that are equally as confused as you. Like, you are mm-hmm. not the only one that is lost or stuck in a certain place. Like, most likely everybody is experiencing the same thing that you're experiencing. We're just not verbalizing it. So if you feel like you're alone, you're not. There are so many other people out there that are also feeling the exact same emotions as you and they're trying to figure it out themselves too mm-hmm. so I think mm-hmm. that's one experience to take away as well mm-hmm. and that's what I like about going to community college you get to meet 
so many different people at different stages in their life. And I've met a lot of older students and they've already experienced what I've experienced and they're able to like give me good advice about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm constantly worried about if I'm able to achieve what I want. Mm-hmm. And they reassure me, they always reassure me. They tell me, well, you have a good head on your shoulders. You're a good kid. Well, I'm an adult now, but um, <laughs> to them, I'm a kid because I'm so much younger. But they said, I'm a good person. And they don't doubt that I'll achieve something in my life. It might not be what I want right now, but I will be successful eventually. And that, I don't know, that just makes me feel better because, yeah, this, the future is uncertain, but I think I will be successful in some way. <laughs> such a great ending (laughs) y'all to the podcast okay so uh, yeah and that pretty much wraps up our episode so thank you all for listening hopefully you can learn a lot from our experiences or could connect to us on some of our challenges If you would like to get more content from us, you can read more topics from our blog, lazythoughts.wordpress.com. It's L-E-I-Z-Y, Lazy Thoughts. Um, And you can also follow us on Instagram at Lazy Thoughts. Lastly, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to email us at lazy.thoughts at gmail.com. And with that... Thanks for getting lazy with us. Thanks for getting lazy Lazy with with us. us.